You're listening to the Full and Thriving Podcast, a place where courageous women come to break free from food obsession, heal their relationship with their body, and strive to live a life that's present, lighthearted, and meaningful. If you're listening, my wish is that this podcast serves as a catalyst that inspires you to nourish your body, nurture your mind, and energize your spirit. I'm your host, Meg McCabe, a certified life coach and eating disorder recovery coach with a PhD in having a good time. Just kidding about that last part. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Full and Thriving Podcast. My name is Meg McCabe, and welcome to episode one. I am so excited to be chatting with you all today and just to be helping you through your recovery and just helping you become a woman who is thriving in recovery and her life. And my intention for this podcast is really to give you the tools and skills you need to recover. It is not a replacement for treatment at all, but I do believe in self-help and self-education, and I hope that this podcast can be a resource for you in that way. Um, So my plan is that many of these episodes are going to be sort of coachy episodes. As you know, I'm a certified eating disorder recovery coach, so I'm going to be kind of running you through exercises and explaining to you concepts that can help you through your recovery And then I'll also be interviewing guests who are either in the eating disorder recovery field or the life coach field because I'm actually a certified life coach as well, or just other inspirational guests who I think will fit uh, this amazing, wonderful audience of mine. So without further ado, today I wanted to talk to you all about a concept that I am I use with all my clients, it's quite a foundational concept, so this is why I figured I'd start with episode one. And this is the concept of the healthy voice and the eating disorder voice. Now, if you are recovering from an eating disorder, you might notice your inner voice. Your inner voice, when you have an eating disorder, is usually dominated with negative, angry, mean, demanding thoughts. And beliefs. So I remember when I was recovering from my eating disorder, my eating disorder voice was very nasty, critical, militant. I felt like it was like always cracking the whip at me. And also it was kind of a negotiator. So my brain was always trying to calculate which foods I should eat versus not eat and, you know, trying to figure out what makes sense for me so I wouldn't gain weight. And geez, living with a harsh eating disorder voice is just, it's like this loud, amplified bully in your head. Um, And so I want you to think about your eating disorder voice and what that sounds like. Like, what is the tone of that voice? Um, Does it sound really loud or quiet? Does it speak fast or slow? Is it your voice or does it sound like someone else's voice? I think 
I get a very masculine vibe when I think of my eating disorder voice. Um, so it, I don't even know if my eating disorder voice was my own voice. Um, but anyway, like certain eating disorder thoughts, and you're all probably super familiar with them at this point, include, you know, you, you should only eat if you exercise afterwards. So there's that negotiation or that black and white thinking. Um, you're ugly and nobody wants to help you. So, you know, being really mean about your body and your self-image and what people think about you. Another common one is you're not sick enough or you're not worthy of recovery. Um, so these are all eating disorder thoughts that are just really common. These thoughts start to dominate your life. Um, I remember feeling completely fearful of gaining weight and I was constantly counting calories and all of these thoughts bring fearful, anxious emotions, guilt emotions around food and that informs your behaviors. So if you're constantly hearing this negative eating disorder voice, you're going to start to act on it because your thoughts impact your feelings and your feelings impact your behaviors. So this is how you start to actually act as though you have an eating disorder. And that's usually when diets go from like, quote, innocent to dangerous and toxic. Then you start integrating these behaviors and your eating disorder voice keeps constantly informing um, and encouraging those behaviors. So with eating disorder recovery, the whole point of recovery, honestly, is to just build and strengthen your eating, your healthy voice, okay? So your, your eating disorder voice has become this dominant force. It's this big cloud. You, I think I'm picturing like a cloud in my heart, right? Like your eating disorder voice is just mean or even just a cloud hanging over your life. And your healthy voice is this tiny little ray of light that's trying to shine through, but it can't really shine through. And the whole point of recovery is to just kind of brighten that light and make it so the cloud finally dissolves away or becomes like a little tiny rain cloud in the sky, nothing to worry about. So this healthy voice is something that you actually have to, first of all, recognize what that sounds like and start employing different ways to strengthen that healthy voice. Um, and so it may be really difficult to discover your healthy voice. Um, your healthy voice just to be clear, is also your higher self. It is your most wise self. It is your soul self. Um, I remember going through recovery and you know, when I was finally out of the thick of it, I felt like I emerged this wise old woman because my healthy voice was so strong and I was so good at connecting with my inner wisdom and my inner love. So you might be asking yourself, what does my healthy voice sound like? Well, your healthy, self, healthy voice sounds like your essence. It is a kinder tone. It's usually more loving. It's self-compassionate. It's based in healing. You know, it's based in recovery and knowing what's best for you and knowing what, you know, your higher power wants for you and the life that you really want. Like it drives you towards health and recovery 
um, and it is wise and sweet and gentle. And um, there are a few ways that you can discover your healthy voice and also start building that up. And I'll talk to you about that in a few minutes, but I wanted to share with you all the story of me rediscovering my healthy voice because it was one of the most game-changing moments in my recovery, or it was basically what started or it was the catalyst to my recovery process. I wasn't in recovery until I heard this voice and then everything changed. So I'll, I'll probably explain more about my eating disorder story in future episodes. Um, there are so many brave people out there who just go out there and share their story immediately. You can definitely find some of my story on my website, but for this first episode, I'll just share with you this little nugget of it. Um, so my eating disorder was rooted in this drive to become a New York City fashion model. Very glamorous, I know. This was about, I don't know, I guess 11 years ago at this point. And it was when America's Next Top Model was a famous show and everyone wanted to be on that show. And the messed up thing about America's Next Top Model is that they actually listed the girls' heights and weights on TV. And because I'm really tall, I was constantly comparing my height and my weight to theirs. How triggering is that? Um, but anyway, so I had this like passion and drive to become a model so I could get all of this attention and live a glamorous life and just feel special and not live the traditional life because I've always wanted to be different. I've always, I feel like there's a part of me that wanted to just shine and be like, screw normal life. Let's just do something really glamorous. So I really, really, really wanted to become a model. I sometimes roll my eyes about that now because I had so many other gifts besides my looks. Um, so that's just a whole different story. But I definitely wanted to become thinner. So this need to become a model, I think actresses and who else, like athletes and dancers, all the people who use their body as a form of their profession can relate to that, um, to the story of like, or runners, like I will become faster if I lose weight. Um, and same with models, at least when I was doing modeling, the curve modeling um, and the plus size modeling wasn't even really a thing back then. So the thinner you were, the more precious you were, I felt like, in the industry. So um, I definitely tied my value to my size. So anyway, back to this healthy self story. So I was living in New York City. I ended up landing this amazing contract where I could walk in New York City Fashion Week. And I actually met some cool designers like Alexander Wang and Jason Wu and the editor-in-chief of Vogue, Anna Wintour, like I was in it, I was there, but it was so quick, like my eating disorder wasn't sustainable, uh, so I just couldn't stay, but anyway, I was in this model apartment, I had just walked one of the most important shows of my modeling career at that point, but of course, I had gone home after the show, and I had binged, and then unfortunately, I compensated for that by purging afterwards. And, um, you know, I think that 
that was just a really low point. I started crying. I was depressed. I was just frustrated with feeling sick all the time and feeling controlled by my size and food. And I felt like I had my dream, but I wasn't really successful. I had this big pressure on myself to become successful. So my brain is just starting to beat me up. That eating disorder voice, the guilt, the shame, everything. I'm feeling it all. And um, I'm sitting there like really tortured by myself. And then suddenly I heard this big, like kind, loving, loud voice just say, you can leave now. You do not have to be here. You have options. And it was so interesting because at the time, I it felt so out of the blue. Like I wasn't used to hearing a kind, compassionate inner voice. So I actually tuned into that compassion and let it breathe. And I held on to the thought that I could actually leave. I had been so obsessed and had so much tunnel vision with achieving this modeling dream that leaving had never actually been an option to me until that moment. So again, I hear you can leave now. And then the wheels start turning in my head and I keep listening and it says, you can actually do Zumba again because my modeling agency wasn't allowing me to work out because they didn't want me to have muscle mass. How messed up was that? So I was like, yay, I can dance again? Awesome. And they're like, and it was kind of like, if you quit, you can also eat what you want again, like cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory. So my healthy voice was like reminding me of the life that I had left behind and how nice it was to just have autonomy over my body and the, the food decisions I make. And so my healthy voice kind of came through and rescued me in that moment. And I looked at it and I was like, this is a no brainer. Why am I torturing myself? Like, why is, why am I making my life so hard? So I made that decision then and there. I was like, I'm leaving this modeling industry. So after all that hard work, like the next morning, I kind of marched into my agency. I sat down with my agents. I told them that, you know, my happiness depended on my weight and my size and I was miserable and I felt like I was um, not eating enough and I just started sobbing and they just let me go, you know, because you're so, dis I was kind of disposable. I was new, like I hadn't really accomplished anything yet. So they're like, okay, you can go home. And I told them I'd be back, but I never ended up coming back. And the beauty of that story is that my listening to my eating, my healthy self helped me remove myself from that extremely toxic environment. And once I was able to remove myself from the toxic environment, it was way easier to lean into my healthy thoughts and build up that healthy voice again um, so that that eating disorder voice wasn't as dominant. And I also was able to just start readjusting my body image and how I perceived my body. And I actually changed my body standards. Like I was holding myself to these really ridiculous high fashion model measurement standards. And when I left that apartment that day, I readjusted and I was like, you know, I don't need to hold myself up to these body standards. I, I don't think my body can even manage this. This, 
diet, this, this size, this is not sustainable for me. And the funny thing is like when it comes to recovery, and I'll probably talk about this in another episode, um, eating disorder, um, you know, well, when it comes to recovery, everyone land, their body lands within a set point of where it wants to be, which is a, a range of weight where your body is basically balanced. Like you can eat intuitively, you can eat, you know, you have a recovered relationship with food and your body is just, it lands at a place and not everyone's set point is the same. So I was trying to push my set point or push my weight below my set point and my inner wisdom knew that that was not sustainable at all and that my body actually wanted to dwell in a size that was bigger than that runway model size. Um, and I called that my biological reality. And I did not know that term, but that's what I was referring to. Um, so anyway, back to this healthy voice versus eating disorder voice. Um, that's how I discovered mine. Like mine came in loud and booming, and then I started nurturing it. So I want you to think about your day to day. And if you ever have a moment where there's this kind, compassionate thought that jumps in, like maybe you are at a party and, you know, you're trying to restrict what you eat or, you know, you're not eating at all. And then there's a part of you that says, you know, you can have some food here. How about you try something new? You don't have to suffer through this party. You can respond to your hunger. You know, those sorts of compassionate thoughts are your eating disorder, sorry, your healthy voice coming in loud and clear. So just start tuning into those. It's a huge victory when you start noticing those throughout your life. So um, here's some quick kind of tips on how to start to build your healthy voice so it can heal your eating disorder self. So over time, this healthy voice heals your eating disorder self and they reintegrate. The eating disorder self reintegrates into your healthy self and it becomes a little tiny piece of you. It doesn't necessarily go away, but it becomes a piece of you. And I'll talk a little bit about that later. So these, these tips, first of all, if you want to build your healthy voice, I definitely recommend tracking your thoughts, tracking your eating disorder thoughts, and then arguing back to those thoughts with your healthy voice. So consciously stepping in to that healthy version of you and appealing to logic and emotions and whatever you can to just find an argument that you believe in or feel as though you could believe in to argue against that disordered thought. Um, I will definitely go into that more in a later episode. Um, another tip on how to build your healthy voice is start listening to recovery affirmations and start writing your own recovery affirmations. Um, I love affirmations because they actually do reprogram your brain. So if you start listening to positive, healthy recovery thoughts over and over again, when you have that eating disorder thought, there's going to be a little alert system in your brain that say, hey, 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 this isn't a recovery thought. I know this. Like it amplifies those, um, that knowing that this is not the right thought. So listening to recovery affirmations allows you to more easily identify those disordered thoughts. And also it gives you a million options 
of healthier recovered thoughts to think. And I actually have a free download on my website. It's 200 uh, recovery affirmations audio. You can all go download it now. I will link it in the show notes. Um, but I absolutely recommend that you just fill your brain with those thoughts. Um, there is, I know affirmations are recommended by so many self-help people out there, and I am definitely someone on that train, so just go for it. It'll definitely make you feel better because, like I said earlier, your thoughts impact your feelings, and your feelings impact your behaviors. So you got to kind of really focus on changing your thoughts. Um, and then my last tip for building up your healthy voice is just filling your brain with recovery information. Um, and that can be through recovery podcasts like this one, um, different books, different YouTube videos. I think YouTube is a great place to work on your recovery if you're interested in self-help. Um, I also think reading about the health at every size movement and different feminist movements and body positive um, influencers, everything, just like fill your brain with recovery information. They say that you're the average of the five people you're around the most. I include <laughs> the podcasters in that because I spend so much time listening to podcasts that sometimes I feel like I'm consuming more of their thoughts and language than people in my life, which is kind of crazy. Um, but anyway, fill your brain with recovery information and that will build up your healthy voice because you're constantly providing yourself with information and education and different new beliefs that these people and these influencers are offering you. So definitely do that. I could not recommend that anymore. Like seriously, go listen to more information, read as much as you can. Okay. So like I said, the ED voice reintegrates back into the healthy self. Um, so you go from feeling this powerlessness over your eating disorder to feeling a little bit empowered. You're like, you know, I know what to do here. I know how to argue back. I know what thoughts are healthy and I can actually really jump into these thoughts and choose one that works for me in this moment. Um, once you are recovered, so you have this healthy voice, it's strengthened. It is now the dominant force. The healthy voice puts you back in control. It puts you back, not in a disordered way, but in like just a control of your life. And you do have more of a sense of freedom and food isn't necessarily an obsession anymore. Um, but if you ever do hear that ED voice, because we're not saying that it's going to disappear, it's just going to become a tiny little like piece of you. Um, if you hear it, it serves as a, a reminder for you that maybe something's off or you're not doing well, or um, maybe you're anxious about something. And the key is when you hear those disordered thoughts, you can notice those, but you don't act on them. I know for me, um, a while ago, I was in the fridge, like looking for something to drink, and I had some soda in there and I got really weird that it wasn't diet soda. And I remember being like, Oh, I don't want to drink this. This has too much sugar. And that's kind of a, just, you know, that reminds me of an old disordered thought pattern. Um, so I kind of noticed that and I was like, Hmm, 
interesting. And instead of acting on it, I just kind of to spite the eating disorder voice, I had the soda anyway. So you don't act in a disordered way, you act in a healthy way, whichever way that is. Um, so that is an example. So this is what I have for you for episode one. I hope it really helps you. I hope you've taken away some useful information related to your healthy voice versus your eating disorder voice and how to really strengthen that healthy voice. Now, this is a fundamental piece of eating disorder recovery. So if you're looking for things to do this week, I want you to start tracking your eating disorder voice, maybe on the notes app in your phone, and actually arguing back. So either in the moment, writing an argument back, or at the end of the day, writing all your arguments there. That is kind of like recovery 101, something really easy you can do. I also recommend that you just start consuming as much recovery information as you can. So um, I hope you enjoyed this. Thank you so much for listening. And I will absolutely be back to share more information with you about recovery so you can start to live a life that is full and thriving. All right. Bye. <laughs>